Welcome to the Unity Works Podcast, where we'll share positive insight on today's topical and sometimes controversial topics. The discussion is shaped through the lens of unity and acceptance while focusing on our community, families, and the workplace. Life works better when we come together. Here's your host, Daryl Ross. Hello and welcome to the Unity Works Podcast. Just thrilled that you're here. I'm your host, Daryl Ross. Today, we're talking about connecting with our teens, part two, making great decisions. You know, we had so many fantastic people reach out after last week's episode, just asking, you know, what else can we do to connect with our teens? And specifically, how can we help them make great decisions? And I thought about it. I didn't touch on that too much in last week's episode. I did mention that making great decisions is paramount. But I didn't say specifically what they can do to make that happen. And I think connecting with our teens also means giving them the tools, strategies to just make better decisions. So let's dig into that today. First things first, I got a great quote for you from J. Martin Coe. It says, the greatest power that a person possesses is the power to choose. Isn't that great? I'll say it again. The greatest power that a person possesses is the power to choose. And I think it's so important that our teens realize that their choice matters, that they matter. And one thing we can dig into is really teaching a foundation of gratitude. Now, I know we've all talked about gratitude in many different scenarios, but I think the younger you can learn this, the better. I think adults still struggle in this area. You know, I actually consider myself a cinder block Christian. Okay. Let me explain that to you. I believe sometimes I can be stubborn and God will get my attention by dropping a cinder block on my head so I can't miss it. All right. So I kind of tease that I'm a cinder block Christian. I don't know. Maybe some of you out there are the same way. You need a big brick to hit you in the head. And I tell you what, when it comes to gratitude, that hit me clear as day. So get this. I was living back in Las Vegas, my wife and I, and just having a rough day. And if you have not been to Vegas, truly over a hundred degrees is like normal in the summer. So this particular day, it was like 110 degrees outside. Never forget this. And I'm in the car on my cell phone at a red light, just venting to my wife on the phone, you know, just having one of those days. It was a rough day at work. And literally, as I'm venting in my air-conditioned car, boom, God hit me in the head with a cinder block. This is how he did it. I just happened to look to my left. You know what I saw? At that moment, I saw an African-American man, probably my age, At that time, probably about 40, he had long hair, really dirty, severely chapped lips. How close I was, I could see it, right, from the heat. He was wearing ripped, dirty clothes. He had one shoe on, get this, pushing a grocery cart. And I sat there in my air-conditioned car. (laughs) I was headed to my house to see my loving wife and young children. We had a pool and jacuzzi and At that moment, I thought God gave me a big dose of perspective of gratitude. So I tell you what, if there's a way we could teach our children at an earlier age just the power of gratitude, because I believe sometimes kids, even adults, will make bad decisions because they're trying to, you know, keep up with the Joneses. 
and they don't understand what they already have, they really should be grateful for. And I say it gets you out of the comparison trap, always trying to have the the next cell phone, the next level of shoes or clothing or car, whatever it is. And that will really give you a foundation because moving forward, you're always going to have someone that has more than you. So that's one of the areas that we can teach our kids just have a foundation of gratitude and perspective. Now with that, here are a couple of stories you may have heard in the news. You know, years ago in 2009, a college football player named Jeremiah Masoli was just highly touted as an athlete, led the University of Oregon Ducks to the Rose Bowl, was considered to be a possible Heisman Trophy candidate. And get this, with his popularity growing, he was even featured on the cover of Xbox 360. Now, any of you out there that play video games or your kids do, you know that the cover is usually held for you know, the champion or one of the best players. Well, he hadn't won anything yet, but he was considered to be that great of a player. He was already on the cover of the video game. Well, one night he made a poor decision. He broke into a fraternity house next door with some buddies of his, of his dorm, and stole two laptop computers and a guitar. Unfortunately, the Oregon star was arrested charged with felony for stealing. In addition, police cited him for possession of marijuana. You can already imagine he lost his scholarship, lost his shot at the NFL. He did get a second chance, played in the Canadian Football League, I believe in second chances for sure. Great reminder, the power of decisions is everything. You ever heard of the hip-hop rap star Earl Simmons? If you haven't, you probably heard of his stage name, DMX. Oh, yeah. You know who that is, and not only have you heard his music, you've seen him in the movies. I mean, he was on top of the world in the late 1990s. His last CD went six times platinum. I mean, just living the life, and he made a bad decision. He ended up carrying a concealed weapon into a building. He was charged with cocaine possession and driving under the influence, and as you can imagine, was arrested and went to jail. I think the point of this is the power of your decisions can change everything in an instant. So one of the things that Jennifer and I speak to our kids about, and I've shared with students when I'm doing a youth event, are the four T's. It's a great reminder. Kids like things that kind of are easy to remember. And the four T's are take time to think. That's it. Just take time to think. Sometimes when my son's leaving the, the house on his bike, He's going down the street. The two things I'll say, I'll say head on a swivel and just see what that means. And the football, when I play high school football, our coach will always say you have to turn your head and meaning the helmet, believe it or not, kind of blocks your peripheral vision. So I always say head on a swivel. Matter of fact, I say it to my wife as well. If she's going out with the girlfriends, I'll say head on a swivel. Meaning when she's walking through the parking lot, you know, be aware of your surroundings. That's just dad being a little, you know, concerned. But for my son, same thing. Head on a swivel for cars that are coming, things like that. And I also say four T's. And he goes, I know. Take time to think. He remembers, right? My daughter does too. Take time to think. Because the one thing I've realized when it comes to kids making decisions, if they just stop and think first, Oftentimes, they'll find themselves on the right side of the decision. Think about Jeremiah Masoli. 
He's in his dorm room. His buddies walk in, kind of convince him to go next door. If he just would have done the four T's, take time to think, slow down, he would realize, you know what? I'm probably going to go pro next year. I don't need to steal two laptops, right? He would have realized he got caught up in the moment. So here are three things that I share with youth that you can share with your child that really seems to help. Number one, you're about to make a poor decision if you're making a quick decision. Isn't that true, adults? For the most part, rarely in life will you ever have to make a quick decision. You know, calling the fire department, your house on fire, the police. Other than that, not many. Think about your own life. If you had to make a quick decision, usually when you do, sometimes it isn't the best decision. So if you find yourself having to make a quick decision, just take time to think. Number two, you're about to make a poor decision if your friends or peer group are trying to pressure you. You know, one thing I always share is, you know, think for yourself. Don't follow the crowd. If your friends won't respect you and your decision, then I'm just guessing they may not be your friends. And the same thing, think back to Jeremiah Masoli's story. His friends kind of pressured him. He kind of caved in. He didn't take time to think. And next thing you know, he's at the police station. So it's very important to just not let your friends or peer group try to pressure you. And by the way, here's a phrase I've taught my uh, son and my daughter. And it sounds kind of strange, but it really helps. It is this. Ready? Write this one down. No, I'm good. That's it. No, I'm good. And I told my son that because I used that in college. I'll never forget my freshman year. It's a Tuesday night. And first, that was kind of crazy because my first time experiencing like a party during the week, you know, you know, in high school, we had parties on a weekend usually, but in college, hey, you're on your own, no parents around. And my first party was on a Tuesday night, never forget that. And there were drugs in the room, all kind of drinking and drugs. My first time seeing like people passing around marijuana and there was cocaine, like on a little mirror these people were doing and the drugs got to me. And I was thinking in advance, what am I going to say? And it came out just like that. No, I'm good. You know what happened? They passed me by. Like it was completely fine. And I've used that throughout my life. I told my son that, and here's what happens. It gives your child a sense of power back, especially if they're being pressured because the child or the other kid trying to pressure your child is looking for a weakness. And all they can do is see your child kind of give in. And when my son goes, no, I'm good. I've asked him before. He's kind of says, they kind of leave me alone. Like the fun's all gone. It's an amazing little phrase. So try it with your kid. Teens have more challenges than ever before, whether it's at school, on the bus, social media, they need a phrase to say back. Now we think they would kind of stand their ground and give a speech about integrity. They're not going to say all that, all right? Your kid's not going to stand there and give a big speech. But they'll say a one-liner, no, I'm good. Trust me, it works. So if friends or peer group trying to pressure your child, first, have them think for themselves. And just think about, are they really my friends to keep doing this? But also give them the line to say, no, I'm good. You'll be surprised how it works. All right, three, you haven't thought about the consequences. Think about this. If your child can think in advance how they feel about that, 
even though it hasn't happened yet, take them to a scenario where you talk to them, hey, how do you feel about cheating or stealing, lying, you know, doing drugs or drinking alcohol? How do you think about that? Do you want to be that guy, that girl? Oftentimes they don't. Let me tell you the power of that. Oftentimes students will make bad decisions because they get caught off guard. They haven't gone down that road in their mind and then they'll just give in. That makes sense? So go back to the story of Jeremiah Masoli. If he would have thought about the consequences of breaking into that dorm and stealing the computers in advance, there's no way he would have done it. He would have already gone through in his mind, you know what? I don't want to lose my scholarship. I don't want to go to prison. It's amazing what happens. So have your child think in advance because then when it comes up, and it will, parents, it will come up. I met so many parents who go, oh, my kid's in private school or they go to church. That doesn't matter. Your child will have to face this. So whether they're like, no, I'm good, or they can not make a quick decision, one more powerful tool is they've already kind of thought in advance, you know what? I don't want to be the kid doing drugs. I don't want to really be the kid that's caught stealing or lying, or I'm in the principal's office for something. You kind of go through that and they go, you know what? I won't do that. So then when that scenario comes up, they've already gone through it in their mind and it won't catch them off guard. So bottom line is it's your child's choice and they have to have some tools. So one, use the four T's. Take time to think. It's amazing what our kids can do. All of our kids. I know sometimes you're like, my kid's not going to make it through middle school. Yes, they will. And you'll be surprised what they'll do if they can just take time to think. Through that, they know that making a quick decision is a poor decision. There's really very few times in life where they'll have to make a quick decision. Also, be wary of friends or peer groups trying to pressure them. This is one of those areas where you can just say, no, I'm good. And really kind of question in your mind, are these kids really your friends? And finally, have them think about the consequences of some of their actions. Like, have them think through, you know, what would it be like if I got caught cheating or if I was drinking or doing drugs, you know, lying or stealing? It's amazing. They'll think in advance when they have a moment to think about it that that's not what I want to do. I don't want to be about that. So when that scenario comes up, and like I said before, it will, they have already gone through it in their mind. They know I don't want to be on that side. So just really enforce the four T's. Take time to think. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I think it's really important that as adults, we make great decisions, but it's equally important to teach our teens how to make great decisions. Be sure to share this link with a friend because life works better when we come together. Talk to you all next week. <laughs>